Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. 916-633-1537. Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Didn't realize this book was that long. Felt like I've been reading it forever. I mean, I know I'm only two chapters in. Like two episodes in with y'all. But it's like, yo, like this book is just so dreary. Like, I'm trying to remember what exactly pushed me to think this was a great book to where I bought like three copies of it because people be stealing. For all y'all who say y'all don't read books, you sure do steal them a lot. Oh, I don't like that kind of music. You cop the tape. You steal it from me. And then you say you lost it. Um, That sort of thing. But I'm only 11% done with this book. And I felt like I had done so much more. So much. Anyhow, boys and girls. Aaron was the most popular boy in fifth grade. He continued to make noises in class, play ball outside of class, and get into mischief after school. He was still the fastest, and all the teachers knew him by first and last name, Aaron Barnes. The girls grew from hating him to adoring him. Aaron stood up to the older guys and protected his ground inside the schoolyard. He was silly, yet he had a maturity about him that no other boy in his grade possessed. Whenever he was calm and laid back, it caused confusion for the girls, who would swear they knew his every move. Aaron didn't show any interest in girls, though. Girls were stupid. They were too talkative and petty, complaining all the time. They preferred to sit on benches and get in his way, which always pissed him off. The girls still liked him no matter what Aaron did. If one of them had Aaron's heart, they could brag about it and quickly become the envy of all the other girls in the fifth grade. No one could fill a classroom with laughter like he did. He was their hero, with bright green eyes, chestnut-colored skin, and wild curly hair. Tracy shoved her girlfriend, Selena, during recess. Go ahead and talk to him, she said. Selena resisted. No, girl, I'm scared. They were all getting bigger, but they had maintained their same bench inside the schoolyard since first grade. If you like him so much, what are you scared for? Tracy asked her tall and lanky girlfriend. Because. What if he don't like me? Selena responded. Then he just doesn't like you then. Well, you go talk to him. I don't like him. Y'all the ones all after him. How come you don't like him, Tracy? Judy asked her. I don't know. I, I just don't, Tracy said. You don't think he's cute? Selena asked. Yeah, he's cute, Tracy answered. But so what? So you should want to make him your boyfriend. That's what, Judy said. Why? Selena's the one who likes him, not me. 
But you're prettier than me, Tracy. He might like you, Selena argued. I've never heard somebody make that admission that somebody's prettier than them. I've, I, okay. Tracy sucked her teeth. Aw, oh, y'all just scared of him. I should go tell him that you like him. No, don't do that, Tracy, Selena said nervously. They watched Aaron running around at recess, avoiding all the other boys. They all seemed too slow to tag Aaron. He moved quickly and accurately, like Tony Dorsett of the Dallas Cowboys. See, he's better than all of them, Selena bragged. Tracy nudged her towards the field. Go talk to him then. No, because he'll think that I like him. But you do like him. Yeah, but you can't let boys know, Selena said matter-of-factly. Why not, Tracy demanded. Because if they know you like them, they're going to try and talk to you. Pam spoke up. Tracy threw her hands on her hips. Well, ain't that what you want them to do, she asked. Yeah, but you don't want them to chase after you, Selena told her. Why not? Because, girl. Then they stop being fun if they spend all their time chasing you, Judy said. Oh, you mean like Tommy, Tracy alluded. Selena smiled. Yeah, like him. They all laughed. Tommy was a pushover. He would do anything a girl told him. Well, don't you want the boys to talk to you? Tracy asked Selena. Sorta, Selena answered. What? What do you mean, sorta? Pam stood up and explained it to her. See, you want them to talk to you, but you don't want them to act like they like you. Tracy frowned at her. It all sounded ridiculous to her. Who told you this stuff? My older sister. She got a boyfriend, Pam said. Well, who told her? Pam sucked her teeth. Oh, no, Tracy, dag. Well, that stuff is stupid. Why wouldn't you want to know that a boy likes you? Because that takes away the fun of it. That's like knowing what you're getting for Christmas, Judy put in. Tracy laughed at that one. Well, I want to get whatever I want for Christmas. And if I want me a boy wrapped up in a big box, then that's what I want to get. And I could probably get it too. But I don't want no stupid boy. Selena mumbled. That's because you spoiled. Yeah, your dad buys you anything you want, Judy commented to Tracy. Tracy was proud of it. That's right, she told him. Tracy had her own house key. She was 10 years old, and since they lived next door to Beth and Keith, Patty decided to give her that responsibility. Dave still hadn't moved back in with them. He kept making excuses about his apartment being closer to his new job and whatnot, but he stayed over on most weekends. Dude's a fuckboy. Like, I don't know. From moment one, I was wondering which one of them was a bigger fuckboy, bigger fuck person, bigger fuck thing, fuck folks, fuck faces. You must be used to all the finer things, infatuated by what money brings. I mean, that song is literally about um, Scarface. The first verse is about him putting game on a woman, like saying he was buying something for a woman his her size and then telling her she could keep it. You're saying she's money hungry because you gave her something she didn't even ask for? That don't make no sense to me. Tracy walked home with her girlfriends, still confused about the boy versus girl games. She decided if she liked the boy, she would go after him. If the boy didn't respond to her, then he wasn't worth her time anyway. Any boy would be dumb to turn her down, or at least so Tracy thought. She started wearing even nicer clothes. She had dressers and a closet full of different styles and colors. She could wear different things for almost a month. 
being the only child was heaven. Although Tracy seemed to have everything she wanted, there remained a hollowness to be filled. Something was missing. She was running out of things to do to entertain herself. She was tired of sitting around the house asking her mother unanswered questions or watching television. She was bored. The only time she was happy was when her father came over. But Dave seemed to be spending more of his time with Patty. Tracy was a bit jealous of her mother since her daddy wasn't home every day. There simply wasn't enough of him to go around. Tracy thought she understood her father better since she was older. Her father didn't want to be tied down. Even though he loved his wife and daughter, he needed his space. And Tracy figured if she couldn't have her dad, then she'd find a substitute. Hey, honey, I'm home, Patty announced, peeking into Tracy's room. Tracy sat on her bed, watching Woody Woodpecker. Hi, Mom, she answered glumly. What's wrong, honey? Why you look all down? Did something happen in school today? No, I'm just bored. It's nothing to do. Well, guess what, Patty perked. Mommy got some good news. What? Tracy asked her, curiously. I'm going to have a baby boy in about four months. That's why Mommy's stomach is getting so big. Tracy looked at her mother's stomach. She had watched enough television shows to know that babies came from parents loving. From being with Dad, Mom? She asked with a grin. Yeah, honey. Your father wanted to have a son. Tracy gave her mother her undivided attention. Does that mean he's coming back? Patty hesitated. She didn't want to give her daughter any false expectations. Well, we're still working on that, she answered carefully. See, your daddy and I had to work out a plan where we can all be happy. Tracy failed to see how that plan was working. She wasn't all that happy. Nevertheless, she smiled and rubbed her mother's stomach. Is he going to look like daddy? She asked. He might. But I don't know. He could come out light, dark, or like you. Dad said that God does it. Yeah, that's just because you won't be able to understand it. Well, tell me then. First, Patty frowned. Look now, I don't feel like it. <laughs> ah, you wouldn't understand it, but I don't know how to explain it either. So fuck it. I don't feel like it right now. Then she piped down and smiled. But isn't it great that you're going to have a little brother? Patty went to the kitchen to begin fixing dinner. Tracy thought over the news. A little brother could bring some entertainment to her life. He'd be cute and cuddly like the babies on TV. But he couldn't be like her dad if he was only a baby. It wouldn't work. It would take too long for him to grow up, and he would always be younger than her. How could he answer any of her questions? She would always know more than he would. Tracy began to not like the idea. Babies always cried on TV. What if he turned out to be a big crybaby? I know I reference it in life. I don't know if I reference it here yet, but for Bojack Horseman to have so many quotables and so many lessons in it is remarkable. And one of the best lessons that I learned is also a meme that's all over Facebook. So say it with me if you've seen it. The problem with wearing rose colored glasses is that all the red flags just look like flags. How in the world are you going to get pregnant by this man again when he's already shown you that he doesn't really want to be with you. He just wants the idea of being in your life or having you in his life more than that. He doesn't want to be in your life. He wants to uh, have you in his life, which is why he doesn't live with you, but y'all still fuck when he comes over on weekends. 
And if he's saying his job location is more important than you, then I don't know what to tell you because he could commute. But that's just me. The next day at school, Tracy wanted to know if Aaron really hated girls as much as they all thought he did. No girls really tried to talk to him. They just smiled and giggled whenever he walked by. No wonder Aaron didn't like them. They were stupid. But not Tracy. Tracy sounded like a pick-me. She decided to break the norm and talk to a boy first. She didn't like Aaron or any other boy. Tracy could care less if he liked her or not, as long as she responded to her. I love that he fucked up that shit on purpose, I hope. But let's talk about it. Could care less. Means you have the capacity to care less. Could not care less means I don't give a fuck about you, which is what I told my co-worker. Why don't you talk to us? Because I couldn't care less what y'all do with y'all lives. And I don't want to be involved with your conversation to lead back to what you do with your lives. I just want to listen to music and get my work done. One of the worst parts of my day is when my Bluetooth says it only has like 30% left before it goes dead. That's shitty. Shout out to my homeboy, though, who advised me to just buy two pairs of uh, Bluetooth headphones. And that way, when one goes dead, I can just switch to the other one. See, that's why I got bitches in the game, bitches on the bench. The bell rang to end class, and Tracy watched Aaron get his football from his locker. She followed him and his friend through the hallway and into the schoolyard. Her girlfriends watched her, all wondering what Tracy was up to. The boys began to play keep away. When the ball finally landed near her, Tracy picked it up and tried to throw it back to Aaron. Aaron frowned at her. What you do that for, girl? He asked her sternly. Cuz, I just want to help. Oh, you can't even throw, girl. How you gonna help somebody? Teach me how to throw then, she challenged him. No, Aaron said, walking away from her with his football in hand. Tracy followed him. Why not? Because you a girl, he told her. So? I can learn to play if you teach me. Tracy was optimistic about it. How hard could it be to catch and throw a ball, she figured. You can't catch. Girls don't play football, Aaron hissed at her. Tommy took the ball from him. I'll show you how to play, he said, giving Tracy the ball. Tommy was light-skinned with reddish-brown hair and freckles. Tracy's girlfriends moved in closer. They all wanted to join in, but the fear of embarrassment prevented them. No, I want Aaron to show me, Tracy demanded. She was going to get what she wanted. The boys began to giggle, recognizing Tracy's challenge to Aaron. No, girl, tag, he said, taking his ball back. Tracy hated him. She vowed that he would teach her to play catch if it was the last thing he did. Aaron had survived that round, but he would give in eventually. Tracy felt sure of it. But at that moment, she walked back towards her girlfriends, and all she felt was hatred for him. It seems a lot like she likes him just as much as her friends do. She's just going about it a different way. For all the stuff she's saying, she's still, won't you teach me how to play football and all that kind of bullshit. I don't know. What'd you say to him? Selena asked excitedly. Nothing. I hate that boy, Tracy fumed. But what'd you say, Selena persisted. I asked him to teach me to play football. Why'd you ask him that, Judy butted. I don't know, girl. See, I told you not to let them know that you like him, Selena reminded her. Tracy was quickly becoming annoyed. Shut up, Selena, because I don't even like him. Selena backed down. Then Pam asked, so why you go to talk to him then? Because I felt like it, Tracy snapped, squaring off in Pam's face. They all teamed up on Tracy. You don't have to get all mad at us just because he don't like you, Judy said. I don't like him either, Tracy shouted, balling up her fits in frustration. 
A gathering crowd pushed Pam into her. Tracy lashed out with a barrage of punches. She was a girl, but she played boxing with her dad, so she was good at using her fists. Tracy was suspended three days for fighting. Patty was furious that evening. She had received a call at work about her daughter beating up a girl at recess. Patty had just been telling her companions at work how much of an angel her daughter was. She lied and said Tracy had fallen ill at school when she received the call. It was probably an upset stomach or something, Patty told them. She couldn't stand being embarrassed. Her sisters had embarrassed Patty throughout her life. I mean, again, couldn't care less. If you couldn't care less about your co-workers, you wouldn't feel the need to impress them with lies. You wouldn't have to tell them about your kid because why the hell do they give a fuck about your kid? Why do they care if your kid's sick or anything like that? Huh? You need to keep your co-workers out your life. Your co-workers ain't your friends, folks. They ain't your allies. They ain't nothing. They ain't nothing but competition for the next job. Trust me. What the hell's your problem, girl? She huffed at her daughter once they had gotten home from school. It wasn't my fault, Mom. She was picking on me, Tracy whined. About what? Oh, no, she just don't like me, Tracy answered, lying herself. She held her hands in her lap, twitching nervously and refusing to look at her mother. You look at me when I'm talking to you, Patty told her. Tracy looked up for an instant, hunching her shoulders in fear. Now you're telling me that this girl picked on you for no reason. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Patty threw her hands to her hips, then she dipped, we dipped, they dipped. Go on upstairs, girl, and do your homework, and you get no TV for the rest of this week. Tracy was disappointed with all the trouble she had gotten into, just to find out why some dumb boy didn't like girls. She hated boys even more, with reason. She wished she had never been curious about it. Aaron was immature after all. He was no better than the rest of the boys. Yet, he did tell her no. No one had ever turned Tracy down. Nigga, you're only in fifth grade. Wait. During one of her days home from school, Tracy played with her cousin Marcus while staying over at her Aunt Joy's house. Marcus was two years old and fun to play with. After being with him, Tracy felt delighted that she would soon be having a little brother of her own. Tracy hadn't seen some of her cousins for years. Their numbers had increased to ten. Tracy had only been with two of her four new cousins. They were all boys, except the baby girl that Marsha had had. Can I help you, Aunt Joy? My mom lets me help her, she asked her aunt inside of the kitchen. Joy's older children were off at school. No, I'm almost finished, Joy told her, stirring dark brown beef gravy. So why were you fighting yesterday, princess, her aunt asked her. Because this girl was teasing me. She was teasing you? What was she teasing you about? Because, Tracy said with a helpless grin. Her aunt was trying to get the truth out of her. Oh, I'm beginning to see now, Joy responded. See what? Tracy quizzed her. Joy smiled at her with shiny white teeth. You were fighting over a little boy, she said. No, I wasn't, Tracy quickly responded, startled by it. Come on now, Tracy, you can tell me. I won't tell your mother, Joy promised her. Tracy giggled, covering her mouth to hide it. I wasn't trying to talk to that boy. Mm-hmm, I know you were. I was trying to do the same thing when I was young, her aunt said. Tracy gave in. Well, I didn't like him anyway. Joy chuckled. Yep, those little boys can tear your heart out, but no girl can live without them. I can, Tracy proudly announced. I'm not ever going to talk to another boy again. Except for her brother, and her dad, and Marcus, and the other boy cousins who just popped up. 
Tracy was not allowed to return to school until Monday. Dang, five-day weekend. She felt like a new student when she returned. Everyone was ahead of her in class assignments. See, if you get suspended, the teacher should still, like, pack up your homework and give it to you. Everyone was ahead of her in class assignments as if she had been left behind. Even the smell in the hall seemed different, and everyone was staring at her. Curious students whispered about her as she walked through the halls. Her mother told her to ignore them, but it was aggravating. Tracy wanted to lash out and finish out the entire hallway, but then she would end up suspended again. Tracy wasn't usually quiet in class. She was silent at recess as well. Her friends were scared to talk to her. They all figured she was still mad about Aaron not teaching her to play football, so they sat and watched without speaking. Pam made sure she went nowhere near Tracy. Tommy stopped playing football to talk. He smiled at Tracy and said, I heard you beat up Pamela. Yep, that's why I got suspended last week, Tracy told him. Pleads that someone was willing to talk to her. Well, if you still want to play football, I'll teach you. Okay, Tracy said, forgetting that she hated boys. Tommy had a red-headed temper, but he was sweet when he wanted to be. The other boys dared not to say anything about him taking the ball to play with her. They all mumbled under their breath. Tommy and Tracy played catch all through recess. Tracy's friends watched hesitantly. Anything could trigger Tracy's wrath. None of them were willing to take that chance. Tommy even walked Tracy home after school. He was as nice as any boy could be. Tracy started to like him. He was wonderful. She had no idea that a boy could be so friendly and understanding towards girls. He then sat outside of her house with her. Tracy felt like she was grown. Talking to Tommy was relaxing. After going in the house, Tracy went up to her room and dozed off as she watched Tom and Jerry. Then suddenly, she was shocked to attention, sitting up wide awake in her bed. I forgot about something, she thought to herself frantically. Or did I forget to do something? No, I forgot to see somebody. Tracy stared at her television, trying to remember what it was. Something was missing from their normal school day, and she couldn't figure it out. Aaron! She yelled at her television. Aaron Barnes wasn't in school today, she reminded herself. Her little heart began to patter. No wonder school had been so dull. Aaron made school exciting. Without him, there was little to talk about and nothing to remember. Tracy grew restless. She knew she had to face him. She couldn't get Aaron Barnes off her mind. In her daydream, she imagined him teaching her to play football. It was the strongest feeling that Tracy had felt for anyone besides her father. And it was the first dream she had had of any boy. Aaron Barnes was it. Tracy Ellison had been bitten by the love bug. Tracy wore one of her prettiest dresses to school on Tuesday. It was royal blue with white and gold hemlines. And she wore the rubber-soled blue shoes that her father had bought her, anticipating playing catch. Tracy walked through the halls with a new attitude, expecting to be happy. Aaron hadn't arrived in class, but Tommy was there, and he was in her way. Tracy decided to ignore him while she waited patiently for her young Romeo to enter the classroom. Tommy asked a few questions, trying to get Tracy's attention. She answered him snobbishly, still trying to ignore him. But Tommy stayed right in her face. Tracy then asked to be excused to the bathroom. While walking through the hallway, she spotted Aaron turning the corner. Tracy slipped inside of the bathroom and went to the mirror to see how she looked. She was impressed and confident, but no confidence could match Aaron's. Tracy knew it. She was as scared and as nervous as Selena was. Walking back into class was like performing on stage for the first time. Tracy felt like everyone was waiting for her to do something. 
From the corner of her eye, she noticed Aaron looking at her. She quickly turned away from him, acting as though she was still angry. Nevertheless, Aaron's cute brown face and big energetic eyes were glued to hers. As he started to smile in her direction, Tracy held back a bomb of excitement. She was ready to nab Aaron, despite what anyone said. Tracy walked slowly to where the boys played football during recess. She took Selena with her for security. Aaron played with all of his concentration, while Tommy ran near them every chance he got. But Tracy's eyes were for Aaron only. Every time Aaron did something, Tracy clapped her hands and shouted. Aaron shook his head and frowned at her. She didn't care what he did, as long as he noticed her. Tommy was getting jealous. Even though they were on the same team, he began to purposefully bump into Aaron. After a while, Aaron realized what was going on. He ignored it a few times because Tommy was his best friend. Yet, it was getting on his last nerve. He felt he could easily beat Tommy, but he didn't want to fight over a girl. Tommy bumped into Aaron one time too many, and that was it. Aaron had to straighten it out, once and for all. Look, I don't like that girl, man. Stop trying to start a fight with me, he said, loud enough for Tracy to hear. Tracy's nerves were shot. She had gone through all kinds of trouble for him, and yet he could just throw her efforts away in front of all of his friends. He hadn't even spoken to her. He was simply not interested. Tracy felt like running away to cry, but her mother had told her to be strong, so she concealed her pain. And she felt dedicated to a new project, to get Aaron Barnes to like her before they graduated from elementary school. You want me to walk you home, Tracy? Tommy asked after school. No, Tracy told him. She then crossed the street just to get away from him. Tommy responded by following her. Why not? Because I don't want you to, Tracy snapped. She wasn't interested in Tommy anymore. We can go to the store and I'll buy you some candy, he told her. I don't want no candy, boy. Oh, come on, Tracy. You let me walk you home yesterday. Well, that was yesterday. I bet if I was Aaron, you let me walk you home and he'll never do it. Tommy snapped back at her with gleaming red hair. Tracy gave Tommy the evil eye. How you know, boy? Because he just won't. He don't like girls. Well, I don't like you either. I didn't say that I didn't like you, Tommy said, confused as she had heard him wrong. So, I don't like you anyway, so leave me alone. Stupid, Tommy mumbled, turning away from her. Who you calling stupid, boy? Tracy said, facing him. I wasn't talking about you. Yes, you was. I heard you. Okay, I'm sorry, Tommy said, hopping back over to her. Please, I just got mad, so can I walk you, Tracy, please? No, leave me alone, boy. Tracy felt better after turning Tommy down. She walked into her house and stared out of the window. It was too cold to stand outside. She thought about what she would do the next day at school to get Aaron's attention while watching cars drive up and down her block. Mercedes walked up with a boy who handed her a gold chain. She snuck him a kiss on the lips and headed towards her house. Tracy looked at the boy to see if he was cute. After confirming that he was, she ran through the door to invite Mercedes in. Tracy smiled at her. Who's that boy, Mercedes? My boyfriend. Why'd he give me that chain? Mercedes tried it on. Because he wanted to. Look, she said, pulling out a football jersey from a book bag. He let me hold this, too. He's a senior on the football team. Ugh, he's too old for you, Tracy squealed. Mercedes cracked a devilish grin. Girl, he's only two years older than me. When you get older, you can go with older guys. Where are you going to wear it out without your father knowing? Mercedes responded with a frown. Fuck him. I hate him. 
Tracy cringed, shying away from the foul language Mercedes was using. He always trying to tell somebody what to do. That's why he don't know what I be doing now. What you be doing? Tracy asked her. Girl, you too young to know. No, I'm not, Mercedes. Tell me. Do you have a boyfriend yet? No, but I like this boy named Aaron, though. Mercedes took off the chain and put it inside her small leather pocketbook. Does he like you? No, because he's always into playing football and stuff. Mercedes looked at Tracy curiously. Did you try and kiss him yet? Tracy was horrified. No, girl. Mercedes was getting nasty. Some boys respond better when you kiss them first, she said, grinning at Tracy's uproar. But I don't want to kiss him, Tracy whined. Well, I guess you can't get him then, because once you give a boy something, he'll give you things too. I got a lot of stuff now. Why, you was kissing boys a lot, Tracy asked her. Mercedes burst out with wicked laughter. I've been doing way more than that, she said. Mercedes is nasty, Tracy thought. Well, I'm not going to kiss no boy just for him to like me. You won't ever get the ones you want then, Mercedes told her as she left. Tracy thought it over. She would never go as far as a kiss to get a boy. Aaron probably wouldn't let her get close enough to kiss him anyway. He'd probably get mad at her. Mercedes, come in here and sit down, her mother shouted at her as soon as she walked into the house. Now, I know you've been running around here with these boys lately, and I saw that one give you the chain. I want you to give it back to him. Mercedes waited to hear all her mother had to say. She knew Beth was permissive. Mercedes had little respect for her mother. Beth had never lent a hand to help her in disputes involving her mean-spirited father. She didn't deserve any respect in Mercedes' eyes. Now look, your father's given you a lot of time to go out and all since you're 15 now, but that doesn't mean you can run around with all these different boys. Aw, oh, Mom, ain't nobody running around with a bunch of boys. I know I'm from school. Oh, you think you've grown now, don't you? Well, I know about them late-night phone calls you make, too. You're not slick. So what, Mom? I'm tired of him. I'm ready to move out and go live at Aunt Mary's house and go to public school anyway. I hate going to Catholic school. Mercedes, you don't want to live in that neighborhood with all them shootings and stuff going on, Beth said, disturbed by her daughter's plans. It ain't like I'm going to walk outside and get hit by a bullet. It ain't that bad, Beth pleaded. They got drugs and stuff down South Philly, you know, and you don't need to be there. Well, I ain't staying here much longer, Mercedes revealed. She began to take off her uniform. Her mother continued pleading. What's so wrong with living here? This is a beautiful neighborhood. I mean, I got no problem with the neighborhood. I just hate living with him. He only acts like that because he doesn't know how to show his love. Mom, I'm tired of you telling me how you understand him and all because I don't. I'm sorry. Well, if you listen, no, Mom, I'm tired of listening to you. I don't know why you married him anyway. Mercedes stomped upstairs to her room. Beth followed after her. Rahima listened in from her door. I don't know who you think you're talking to, girl. That's your father, Beth said. Mercedes faced her mother and yelled, Look, Mom, can you leave me alone, please? Stop being hard-headed, girl. Ain't nobody being hard-headed. Just leave me the hell alone, Mercedes shouted. Rahima stood at her door. Watched from the hallway. Beth reached out to smack Mercedes, but she was too slow. Mercedes grabbed her hand. Okay, Mom. You tough now after he beat you up all these years, right? She said harshly. Mercedes looked her mother straight in the eye. Beth left the room in shock. Rahima pledged right then and there that she would never be as devious as her older sister. Mercedes was no longer afraid of Keith, and she showed outright disrespect towards her mother. 
She might have even hit her mother back if Beth had succeeded in slapping her. It was more than Rahima could take. Mercedes' actions scared her more than her father's did. Rahima began to think that her sister was possessed. Mercedes had transformed into a cursing, sneaky monster who seemed to fear nothing. She no longer did her homework like she used to, and she began to receive bad grades on her report card. She would leave for the movies on Saturday mornings and not come home until late at night. She even refused to go out with the rest of the family on occasion, and Keith never forced her to go. Mercedes was getting away with everything. She could openly argue with her father and not be hit or punished for it. Mercedes began to say what she wanted to his face, and she had been sneaking around with boys for two years. Rahima quietly went to her sister's room and observed her while she listened to her headphones, blocking everyone out. Rahima walked over and tapped Mercedes on her shoulder. What do you want, girl? Mercedes said snappishly. I'm scared for you, Mercedes. Girl, get out of my damn room. You stupid, and he gonna ruin your life too. Yeah, but I won't turn out like you because I hate you. So what, Rara? I always hated you, so get out. Rahima left Mercedes' room in tears. She loved her sister, but she feared what she had become. Mercedes cared less about the family. She cared only about herself. She was no longer the quiet sister Rahima used to know, so she decided to stay away from her. Aaron repeatedly dodged Tracy's attempts to get his attention to school. Tracy brought him candy from home, and Aaron refused to take it. She offered him some of her lunch, and Aaron took it and walked away. She even spread rumors around the school that he liked her. Aaron simply ignored it while still playing football. One time at recess, Tracy took Aaron's ball after convincing Tommy to give it to her. When Aaron said that she could have it and he didn't care, she turned to walk away, only to have him swoop by and snatch it back from her. Tracy even tried to take his jacket, embarrassingly taking the wrong one. Finally, Tracy asked Aaron to go with her. He walked right by her putting his hands over his ears, telling her no. Tracy hung around the lunch table where he sat to eat. Aaron didn't seem to notice, but she knew that he knew. All the girls commended Tracy for trying so hard, but they would never adopt her methods. Tracy was obsessed with the boy. She began to let older sixth graders walk her home to make Aaron jealous, but he would only laugh and call her stupid. The older boys respected him for keeping her hooked, but Aaron didn't care. The sixth graders began advising him to talk to her. Aaron acted as though he didn't have any ears. And finally, Tracy was willing to kiss him. Patty kissed her father when she wanted him to stay, so why couldn't Tracy kiss Aaron? Tracy walked into school with a plan to kiss Aaron on the lips. She only needed him to listen to her to pull it off. She didn't really think it would work, but it was worth a try. Hey, Aaron, that girl Tracy likes you, man. Why you be ignoring her, a sixth grader said before walking into school. Won't you go with her, Aaron retorted. I tried to, but she don't like me. She likes you, man, Aaron frowned at him. What's she like me for? I don't know, man. Some girls never make no sense. I know, so why should I talk to her, Aaron asked as they entered the building. Because she pretty, man. So what? I got a sister that's pretty, too. What that got to do with anything? So I'm not interested, Aaron answered. My sister makes me sick, like all girls. Well, Tracy ain't your sister, man. So, she a girl, and she acts like my sister. The sixth grader grimaced his long brown face. Man, stop acting stupid and just talk to her. 
Aaron sighed, finally giving in a suggestion. Yeah, I right, man. I'll talk to her, but I still don't like her. Aaron walked into his advisory class and immediately noticed Tracy staring at him. She was out to wear him down. Tracy called over to him as soon as they got a break from class. She didn't think he would come to her, but she called him anyway. Yeah, what do you want? He asked her nonchalantly. Tracy looked up the hallway, watching her girlfriends watching her. I got something for you, she whispered. Everyone likes surprises, Tracy figured, just like her and her mother. Her father was full of surprises. Maybe Aaron would like a surprise too. What? I'll tell you at recess, okay? Yeah, I. Right, Aaron told her. He didn't think much of it. Tracy went out and watched him playing football at recess as usual. She waited patiently for him to notice her without bothering him. Aaron looked over at her after scoring a touchdown and remembered that she had something for him. He told his team to hold the ball for a minute. Well, what do you have for me? He asked her. Tracy told him, you have to go inside with me to get it. Aaron started to walk away. Oh, well, forget it then. Tracy snapped. Okay, forget you if you don't want it. What, girl, what do you want? Aaron shouted, walking back. Tracy said, come on, as she grabbed his hand. Where are y'all going? Tommy shouted at them. Aaron followed Tracy into the building, feeling silly. His friends decided to play on without him. Luckily for Tracy, Tommy didn't follow them to mess things up. Her girlfriends watched them excitedly as they entered the building. But Tracy hadn't told any of them what she was doing. Aaron asked, now what do you want, girl? As soon as they stepped inside the building, they stood inside the stairway. This, Tracy said, kissing Aaron on the lips. Aaron looked into her slanted hazel eyes with his big browns and was shocked. Tracy thought he'd get mad, so she backed away from him, staring curiously. Aaron said, smiling, kiss me again. Tracy smiled, filled with sneaky energy. Okay. Aaron closed his eyes and puckered his lips, kissing Tracy again. Despite their begging, Tracy didn't tell any of her friends. She just smiled and said nothing. She found more excitement in not telling them. It was her little secret. Tracy felt on top of the world. She got Aaron to walk her home, and even Tommy saw them. Tracy felt good about that. I told him Aaron would walk me home, she thought to herself. Now, boy. She kissed Aaron again in front of her door and went inside the house. She jumped and danced around the living room, pleased with her accomplishment. Tracy had been as cunning as her mother had been when she was younger. Tracy felt proud and smarter than boys. Aaron wasn't such a hot shot after all. All she had to do was get his attention. Ding dong. I got it, Mom, Tracy called, running to the door. Hey, girl, her father said, picking her up for a hug and a kiss. He liked the idea of ringing the doorbell instead of using his key. It was an announcement that he was home, and he knew it would please his daughter to be surprised. This dude is so fucking immature. Mom, Daddy's here, Tracy screamed excitedly. Dave followed his daughter to the kitchen while Patty worked on dinner. She wasn't all that happy to see him, though. Patty wanted to press the issue about him moving back in. He had stalled long enough, and they were having another child soon. Dave said, come here, woman, and opened his arms wide. Patty approached him reluctantly, thinking about arguing her point. Yet arguing with him would only give her selfish husband another excuse to keep his getaway apartment. Dave ducked under her arms to fill her stomach. Oh, so you came over to check up on your future son, huh? She asked as he rubbed her rounded belly. 
That's right. I came to see if you were eating right and taking care of my boy. Well, you would know if you stayed for a while, Patty hinted. Dave ignored it. He figured he was spending a lot of time with her as it was. He still had to work five days a week. You see that? He thought to himself. I can't satisfy her. As soon as I move back in, she's going to want me to do something else. Yeah, Dad, and he's going to look just like you, Tracy commented about the baby. Nope, he's going to look like your mother, Dave refuted, taking a seat at the kitchen table. Why? Ain't he going to be a boy? Tracy asked him. Yeah, but Mommy does more, so he's going to look more like her. Tracy didn't understand his logic, so she changed the subject. Daddy, why do boys hate girls? Boys don't hate girls. They just don't like hanging around them too long, Dave told her. As soon as the words left his lips, he regretted saying it. Patty gave him an evil eye from the stove and remained silent. He gonna say some more shit like that and I'm gonna kick his ass right out this house. I don't give a damn if he is paying the bills, she told herself. Well, why do you have to give boys stuff for them to like you? Tracy asked her father. Dave eyed her sternly. Give them what? Candy and stuff, Tracy answered. She surely wasn't going to tell her father about a kiss. Oh, well, that's because some boys are greedy. Every comment Dave said added fuel to Patty's fire. Tell me about it, she mumbled. They just expect to get everything that they want. Well, some women can be greedy too, Dave responded. And a lot of times they don't know what the hell they want until it's gone. Patty dropped what she was doing. Don't try that shit with me, Dave. You know damn well I didn't want you to leave. Dave stood up and began heading for the front door. I guess this is that pregnancy thing. No, this ain't a pregnancy thing. It's a common sense thing, Dave, Patty snapped, following her husband into the living room. Tracy could hear her mother's voice cracking as she spoke. Don't leave, Dad, Tracy pleaded to her father. Dave exhaled and took a seat on the couch. He then opened his arms wide so Tracy could climb onto his lap. Patty decided to calm herself. Even though she was angry at him, she still wanted Dave to stay for dinner. She headed back to the kitchen without another word. Dave stayed and ate dinner with them and decided to spend the night. Tracy felt like she owned the place on her next school day. The school had her name on it and she had personally hired all the teachers and the principal. She had gone after the most desirable boy in the fifth grade and got him. Tracy's friend followed her around still, begging for her to tell them something. Aaron ate lunch with Tracy at her table and even stopped playing football when she called him. Everybody knew Tracy had won him over after that. But no one knew how, unless Aaron had told them. Tracy didn't want people to think she was nasty, so she decided to keep the kiss to herself. And she definitely wasn't kissing Aaron again. He just didn't know it yet. Tracy decided the kisses were too much. I don't want to get pregnant, she thought to herself. Aaron approached her after school, wearing a tight, dirty baseball cap. His wild hair fluffed outside of the edges, and his clothes were ragged from playing football. Even his jacket was ripped. Tracy wore a pink jogging suit, white running shoes, and a colorful coat. She felt embarrassed by Aaron's appearance. She didn't feel like having him walk her home looking so bummy. She also noticed a rip on the side of his pants. Yuck. Do you want me to walk you home? He asked her. I don't care, she said. Tracy didn't have the courage to treat Aaron like she did Tommy, but she wished that she did. Okay then, Aaron told her. Tracy hoped they could start some kind of argument so she could get rid of him. Arguments always seemed to get rid of someone, but it was no use. Aaron was becoming a Tommy, and Tracy no longer wanted him around. Before dumping him, 
Tracy got Aaron to teach her how to play catch, and Tommy was angry. She then got Aaron to tell her girlfriends that he always liked her, and Tommy was furious. Aaron and Tommy had patched their friendship up the last time she came between them, but it was different once Aaron admitted to liking her. Tommy felt betrayed. Tommy waited for Aaron after school and attacked him, but Aaron managed to duck his punches. They squared off, standing face to face, fist to fist on the sidewalk, as the other students watched with Tracy. Aaron still proved to be faster and got the most punches in. Tommy's nose was bloody, and his lip was busted before someone broke it up. Tracy walked home alone, because Aaron decided to parade with his friends about his victory. She felt better off without him. She liked to brag about him more than she liked being with him. Mercedes, I got something to tell you, Tracy shouted, running to catch her next-door neighbor, who was heading up the block ahead of her. Mercedes waited for her and decided to go into Tracy's house to hear her little story. My boyfriend beat this boy up for me today, Tracy bragged. He did? Why, Mercedes asked, intrigued. Because Tommy was jealous? Mercedes frowned at the news. Well, you better watch out, because after boys do that, they start acting like they own you. Tracy looked confused. They do? Yep, I had a lot of boys fight over me, Mercedes told her, and then they always get a big head. Mercedes left big impressions on Tracy's mind. She gave Tracy things to think about. What if Aaron did change? He had already decided to go home with his friend to settle with her. Tracy decided to watch out for him. If Aaron did or said anything she didn't like, that would just as well confirm it. He had a big head. Tracy didn't see him as she walked through the halls at school. She didn't look at Aaron when he did arrive. He didn't say anything when he saw her either. The bell rang for recess, and Tracy headed to her bench with her friends. Aaron played football with his. Tracy didn't bother to call him anymore, but after school, Aaron was waiting for her. You want me to walk you home? Tracy had an attitude. Do you want to? She responded sourly. Aaron said, it's up to you because I really don't care. Tracy tossed her hair. Well, if you don't care, you th then go your own way then. What? I said no, since you don't care no more. Well, I didn't want to walk you home no way, girl. Aaron huffed at her. Fine, leave me alone then. Tracy shot back. Aw, oh, you stupid anyway. I'm not stupid, boy. Aaron bit his bottom lip and balled his fist. Say something else, girl, and I'll punch you in your mouth. <sighs> Tracy shut her mouth. She knew that Aaron would do it. He had hit lots of girls. I ain't like you anyway, he told her before walking off in the opposite direction. Yep, you was right, Mercedes. Aaron didn't say nothing to me all day, and then he gonna try and walk me home, Tracy explained. So what'd you say to him, Mercedes asked him. I told him no. Well, don't worry about him. There's other fish in the sea. I'm not. This boy named Patrick liked me anyway, Tracy said. Yep, Tracy, I'm gonna be moving soon, Mercedes announced to her. Why? Tracy squealed with large eyes. Because I'm tired of living with them, Mercedes answered sharply. Tracy listened as Mercedes went on. All my life, my father made me kiss up to him. I couldn't even go to parties and movies and stuff. Mercedes paused and said, Yep, girl, I wish I had a father like yours. But my father don't live with us no more. Well, at least you can do what you want then. Mercedes had everything planned. She knew she would be leaving. She had already packed up most of her things. Her mother and sister didn't bother her anymore since she was so antisocial. Mercedes told them months ago that she was leaving, and she meant it. Beth tried to convince her daughter to stay, but it was a waste of time. Mercedes wanted to be on her own. 
As long as she found a job and helped to pay the rent at her aunt's apartment, Mary was willing to let her stay. I never liked your evil-ass father either, her aunt Mary had told her. Mercedes had plenty of boyfriends, but she never stayed with anyone for more than four months. One guy she dated for two weeks. She dumped him after she found that he was boring. Mercedes had no time for boring guys. She was only attracted to the free-spirited type, the kind of guys that did whatever they wanted to do. Going to Catholic school had restricted Mercedes from wearing the glamorous clothing that public school girls wore. She never was into Catholicism anyway. Most of the black students that she knew only went to Catholic school because their parents liked the discipline. It had nothing to do with religion. Mercedes figured that with a job and enrollment in public school, she would be on her way to becoming a well-dressed star while obeying her own rules. Hey dad, I'm going to that Prince concert Saturday, she told her father, anticipating rejection. Keith sat in his lazy boy chair watching television. You don't know how to ask no better than that? Mercedes stood near the television, opposite him. Well, can I go to the concert Saturday night? No, you've been to enough places this month. Oh, so what's the limit on what I could do, huh? Girl, I'm about tired of your damn mouth. Beth walked in from the kitchen and listened. Well, I'm tired of you always telling me what I can't do. Beth said, he's only trying to protect you, honey. Rahima listened from the top of the stairs. I know one thing. She got about one more time to talk back to me, Keith said to Beth. Yeah, right. You always saying that, Mercedes retorted. Keith jumped up from the chair to grab her. Mercedes backed away from him. This is it, Dad. I'm leaving. And if you try and stop me, I'll kill you. She warned venomously. Keith stopped and looked at her as if she had lost her damn mind. Girl, you ain't gonna kill nothing, he said, stalking her. Mercedes screamed as she backed around the dining room table. Mom, I'm telling you, get him away from me. Aye, girl. If you want to leave so bad, then get the hell out, Keith shouted at her. Mercedes ran through the living room, rushed up the steps and flew past her little sister. Rahima watched in shocked silence. Mercedes ran into her room and grabbed her suitcases. Keith asked, what the hell's wrong with that girl? She's just hard-headed, that's all, Beth answered. She's been running around with them damn boys putting that shit in her head, Keith responded. Well, she could take her ass out of here, see if I give a damn. She don't mean what she says, baby, Beth said, rubbing Keith's back. Oh, Beth, you've probably been letting her get away with shit while I've been working. Beth went back into the kitchen, realizing arguing with Keith was useless. Like father, like daughter, she thought to herself. Keith hollered at Rahima. Get your ass in your room and do your homework. I break my ass every day for that damn girl. She gonna act like a fool, he ranted, sitting back down in his chair and facing the television. Matter of fact, she ain't going no damn where, he decided. Keith headed up the stairs to Mercedes' room. Rahima heard him coming and jumped back to her homework. Keith beat on Mercedes' locked door. Leave me alone. I hate you, she yelled. Open this damn door. I know what you need. You need a good ass kick, and that's what you need. Mercedes broke down into wild tears. Just let me live my life. Leave me alone. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Keith stared at her locked door, perturbed, and walked away. He went downstairs and back to the kitchen with Beth. What did I do to that girl to deserve all this? He asked his wife, who busied herself cooking dinner. Beth said, I guess she needs some time to herself. She just needs to be free. Free? What you mean free? She ain't no damn slave around here. Beth didn't answer him. It sure seems like it sometimes, she told herself. Keith said, I've been letting that girl get away with murder lately. I should have kept the strap on her hot ass. Well, maybe that's why she act like that now. Beth responded nervously. 
Keith stared at her for a second. Okay, now I'm the bad guy, huh? He walked back upstairs to his bedroom and slammed the door. Mercedes ran out with her luggage. Rahima listened to her make several trips, decided to come out of her room. Mercedes' things were piled at the front door in no time. Rahima came down to talk to her. Please, Mercedes, don't leave me here, she squealed with tears in her eyes. Mercedes hugged her and backed away. I'm sorry, girl, but I gotta get out of here. You want to come with me? Mercedes asked her sister. Rahima shook her head. No, you're just going to get in trouble. Mercedes looked down at her little sister and felt sorry for her. She felt sorry for herself. She felt sorry for her mother. They could have had a beautiful home, but Keith had to ruin it for all of them. It's not going to get any better around here, girl. I wish you luck, Mercedes told Rahima. She then paced to the kitchen to see her mother. Beth said, I called a cab and your aunt to tell her that you're on your way. Beth hugged her older daughter with no hard feelings. She was happy Mercedes had the courage to step away. Mercedes hugged her mother and began to cry. I'm sorry, Mom, she choked, but I gotta get out of here. Beth had nothing to say. All she could think of was, be careful. Mercedes nodded and began to lug her things outside. A yellow cab arrived at the sidewalk as Beth and Rahima watched from the door. Mercedes was off to live a life of her own. Rahima wiped her eyes and hugged her mother. She didn't want her sister to leave. She wished they could all remain a big, happy family. Mercedes only cared about herself. What she know about anything? She was only 15. But Mercedes thought she knew it all. 916-633-1537 Wretched and Ratchet at gmail.com Ratchet Book Club on Twitter Ratchet Book Club on Facebook You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or on the Good Pods app, you can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler you later. Peace. and outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name,